Everybody, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. Thanks everybody for tuning in and thanks again to all of our listeners who support this ministry. You see, it's our endeavor to provide topics, real, genuine topics that pertain to our everyday way of life. And what the Lord continues to show us is that what he has started, he will complete it. You see, it's my honor and privilege to share with you God's message of hope. And it's one where his message can never be contaminated. It will never be duplicated. His love for his people will never be stopped and his plans will never be defeated. You know the reason why? is because we serve an awesome God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a faithful God. And what I love about the Lord is that he always has answers for my questions. He is always prepared. And what he teaches us is, you can never have enough information to be aware of what's going on in your life. Because there, are moments when we need to know how to deal with certain situations that may affect our future. We really need to know how to be equipped to handle moments where you may become separated from that safe place. You guys know what I'm talking about, that safe place, that place where you have a solid support system that allows for you to thrive. It is so important to know that when you apply God's principles to your life, his principles will defend your name and possibly provide change to the world. You see, there's a scripture from the word of the Lord that really is something that I've heard growing up. (laughs) But now that I I'm a father and I'm a a pastor. I realize more than ever, we need foundational teachings. I want you guys to really hear this because we really are lacking foundational teachings in this current world that we live in. So we need to prepare this generation how to recognize what's trying to inflict harm to our world. You see, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, there's a few principles that we can glean from. So let's take a moment right now and let's break down some some of these principles, okay? It says in Proverbs, chapter 22, verses 1 and 2, verse 6 and verse 8. It simply says, a good reputation is better than much wealth. High esteem is better than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord made them both. 
verse six, I believe says, train children in the way they should go. I wanna say that little piece one more time. Train children in the way they should go. When they grow old, they won't depart from it. Verse eight says, those who sow injustice will harvest evil. The rod of their fury will come to an end. Those who love a pure heart, their speech is gracious and the king is their friend. Now there's a lot to unpack in these passages of scriptures in the book of Proverbs. But let's start with God's principles of having a good reputation. He says it's better than wealth. Think about all the wealth that we have in our world that having a good reputation is essential to really define who you are. It's better than wealth. It didn't say that without wealth, you're a sinner. It doesn't say that, it just says that having a good reputation is better than wealth. People of God is our duty to develop a good reputation. At the end of the day, we have to really work on developing a good reputation. Something that you work towards, something that reflects stability. It reflects trustworthiness. It demonstrates that your character is consistent your integrity is sound. A good reputation is one where you reject selfishness and embrace unity. Having a good reputation is constructed though over a period of time. And it's one where you are willing to be taught how to do the right thing. And I often go back to my childhood where my mother and my father was instilling in me some key principles of developing a good reputation. Now, in my adolescence, I did not understand the full magnitude of what they were doing because they were holding me accountable to my actions. And I didn't really care for those spankings. In today's world, they call it timeouts, but I used to get spankings. And uh, I did not always agree with with their approach to making sure that I would have a good reputation. But now that I'm older, I really realize what they were trying to do. Your life choices determine who you are. You see, people of God, we are ambassadors for Christ and we are to reflect what Jesus represents. So your actions should line up with the principles that God has instilled for all of us. You see, in Ephesians chapter five, verses one and two, 
it says, therefore, imitate God like dearly loved children. Live your life with love, following the examples of Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. He was a sacrificial offering that smelled sweet to God. High esteem is better than silver and gold. So so the first thing is having a good reputation. And then the next principle is high esteem is better than silver and gold. So your value, your worth, your respect for others, your respect for yourself, having admiration or being admired is critical in developing high esteem. Because people who admire you, they really admire how you conduct yourself on a daily basis, your consistency. You're willing to do it the right way even though you feel like that you were wronged. This is much greater than what the world deems as valuable. Then the Lord shows us two type of people. He shows us two type of people. He shows us the rich and the poor. And in the scripture, it says that the Lord created them both. (laughs) So when we think about rich and poor, this is not necessarily about money or status. This has a lot to do with a mindset, a certain behavior. You see, people of God, there are some rich people who are actually poor, and there are some poor people who are actually rich. You see, people of God, the rich mentality is that of many people who trust in their own merits and not provide the credit that belongs to the Lord, this is the rich person's attitude. It's not the right attitude, but it's their attitude because they believe that everything that they have have achieved, they don't recognize where all of this has come from. They want to take credit and they overlook all of the people who helped them along the way. But Proverbs, the 11th chapter and the 28th verse tells us those who trust in their wealth will wither, but the righteous will thrive like leafy trees. And Jesus teaches the multitude in Matthew chapter five, where he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those who are poor in spirit recognize their own spiritual poverty and their need for God to always lead them in the right direction. So it's not talking about being poor in terms of money or clothes or any of that. It's really 
Understand that without God, we are absolutely nothing. And we realize that our dependency on the Lord in order for us to become rich because he teaches us what wealth really is. People of God, then it goes on to say, first it says, have a good reputation, be of high esteem. And we skip skip to verse six in Proverbs chapter 22. It talks about train children in the way they should go. When they become of age, they won't depart from that solid teaching. They won't depart from wisdom. They won't act selfish. They'll embrace truth and live a life that's honorable, a life that's respectful to others, a life that's pleasing to God. We need to do more of this to train our children, the next generation, in the way they should go. But it's unfortunate that we live in a world, a society that young children have not been taught well. Many of these kids have been abandoned, living in a broken environment, never been given an opportunity to understand responsibility and accountability. We have to engage people of God with our children. We need to turn off the television, stop busy, busying ourselves out with all of these distractions. We need to engage with our children. We have to see the need to answer the call for healing because they are broken. They're lonely. They have many questions and we need to be there to answer those questions. And we as a society have to make time for love to enable the next generation of children to carry the torch, to carry the message, to carry God's foundational teachings for the next generation so our world will be a better place. Then it skips down to verse eight. It says, those who sow, who plant injustice will harvest evil. And this seed of hate is trying to steal our joy, to steal our peace, to take away unity, to rob us of solidarity. This seed keeps divisions amongst our brothers and sisters, and it tears at the very fabric of our world. You see, the system or the seeds that are evil is corrupt. That's why God's word tells us in Ephesians chapter six, verse 11, it says, put on God's armor so that you can make a stand against the tricks of the devil because the devil is trying to steal from us. He's trying to rob us and we have to put on God's armor, God's teachings, God's way of handling injustices, God's way of responding to these seeds that's trying to invade our space, trying to take our territory where love abounds and God's peace 
overflows. God is really saying today or tonight, those who love a pure heart, their speech <laughs> is gracious. It's complete. It's incomplete. It's incomplete authority over their emotions. For their speech is seasoned. Their words are few, but they are effective. Then it goes on to say, and their king is their friend. <laughs> the king of kings and the Lord of lords is their friend. And I believe there's a song that Israel Houghton sings and it says, I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. We serve a God that helps us see the thief that's trying to unearth us, that's trying to make us double-minded, unstable in all our ways. You see, the Lord wants for us to grow. He wants for us to be on guard to catch this predator from entering our space. And so today or tonight's episode is one where we will be successful in catching our adversary and delivering a fatal blow to his trap. For no spiritual weapon that is formed against us will prosper. They just won't work. And so today or tonight's episode is entitled Catch a Thief. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. Today or tonight's episode is entitled Catch a Thief. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the episode entitled Catch a thief. Hello, hello. My name is Christopher. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries San Diego podcast. And first of all, I'd like to say thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. But I would also like to say that if you would like any prayer, any words of encouragement, or would just like to reach out in any way, you can email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Also, we have a Twitter account. Our handle is at fulloflifesd. And feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. And lastly, I would like to say if you like what you're hearing and would like to donate, you can donate on any one of our pages. If you go to any of our pages, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, any of that, there should be a link that allows you to do so if that interests you. That's all for me. So thank you guys for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right, we are back. And so let's get into today or tonight's episode entitled Catch a Thief. You see, in its simplest terms, a thief is described as one who secretly and unlawfully takes the goods or property of another. I'm going to say that one more time. A thief is one who secretly and unlawfully takes the goods or property of another. The thief takes the property of another privately or it could be described as a person 
or enemy who, sedu- who seduces us with false teachings that goes against the standards that the Lord has set up for mankind. This enemy will try to cheat or defraud you. This thief wants to rob you of your purpose, tempting you to waste valuable time, luring you away from your destiny that the Lord has set up for your life. You see, all throughout scripture, we have people like the prodigal son taking his portion of his inheritance only to find himself in a pigsty because he was tricked by the thief. Or King David with Bathsheba, seeing Bathsheba from his viewpoint, his vantage point, he took advantage of the situation. Or Jacob stealing Esau's birthright. We have witnessed the enemy tempting individuals to live in sin for the sake of instant gratification. The thief always gives us enticing things because we want instant gratification. Unfortunately, these individuals have to live with long lasting regrets. And we've all been there. (laughs) We all have been there and many of us are still living like this. Stealing things for instant gratification only to regret those decisions. Thankfully, the Lord forgives us when we fall victim to, to this thief. And the Lord wants for us is to be prepared to catch him when he tries to con you (laughs) with lies, when he tries to convince you that you need this instant gratification, when this thief sits down with you, sit down with you and begin to have dialogue with you. And what he's trying to do is rob you of truth because thieves do things that do not line up with the word of God. So you ask me the question, you say, well, Pastor Phil, how do we catch the thief or the enemy? Well, number one, in order to catch this thief, the scripture says, take no part in unfruitful works. I'm going to say that one more time. Number one, take no part, not a portion, not a sliver, not a slice, but take no part in unfruitful works. This simply means not to participate in sin that goes against God's principles. You see, people of God, Paul's rebuke is really dealing with darkness and how to oppose this darkness. We have to understand that in Ephesians chapter five, verse 11, it says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but expose them. The apostle Paul understood what darkness represented. It represented 
that when you're in the dark, the thief can be more effective in those dark moments. That's why he says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but expose them. If you skip down to verses 12 through 14, it tells us it's embarrassing to even talk about what certain persons do in secret. But everything exposed to the light is revealed by the light. Everything that is revealed by the light is light. Did you catch that? Everything that's been revealed by the light becomes light. Therefore, it goes on to say, it says, wake up, sleeper. Get up from the dead and Christ will shine on you. We have to recognize and realize all of the unfruitful works that we participate in and these dark dark moments in our lives only exposes us to the darkness. But God's word says, when we allow God's light to shine, now the thief is exposed. So God is saying and encouraging us today or tonight for us to wake up. Wake up. Get up from those dead thoughts, those dead actions. When we get up and move towards the light, the scripture says Christ will shine on you. And when Christ shines on you, we now can catch that thief and kick him out of our premises. So that's number one. Number two, in order to catch a thief, you have to put on the armor of light. Now, Romans, the 13th chapter, verses 12 through 14 tells us the night is almost over and the day is near. So let's get rid of the actions that belong to the darkness and put on the weapons of light. Let's behave appropriately as people who live in the day, not in partying and getting drunk, not in sleeping around and obscene behavior, not in fighting and obsession. Instead, dress yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and don't plan to indulge your selfish desires. This armor is full of God's truth, his righteousness. It's a metaphorical phrase that is that as the thief tries to cleverly perform a psychological mental battle with your mind, you catch this thief by using the light of Jesus to shine brightly on those things that will try to deceive you, like not behaving in a appropriate manner or partying all the time, getting drunk, obscene behaviors, fighting and being obsessed with being validated by people who really don't have your best interest at hand. We have to 
put on the armor of light. And when we put on the armor of light, now that thief has to leave you. And number three, in order to catch a thief, you have to keep the light on. (laughs) I'm going to say that one more time. In order to catch a thief, you have to keep the light on. You can't just one day have the light on and another day live in darkness. That light has to remain. And Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verses 18 and 19 tells us, it says the way of the righteousness, I'm sorry, the way of the righteous is like morning light that gets brighter and brighter till it's full day. The path of the wicked is like deep darkness. They don't know where they will stumble. So the reality is thieves don't even know when they're going to stumble because they are operating without any vision. Deep darkness, unstable, unfruitful, wickedness, This is what it will do for you. It will actually have you stumble and fall. And so in closing, we have the ability through Christ to catch the enemy when his actions, his suggestions, his cunning ways tries to pull us away from our walk with Jesus. So place your security measures in place by praying for God's wisdom. Prepare yourself to counterattack Satan using God's word to make the enemy leave your premises. Activate your faith and change your speech to any individuals who is in the position of power. Activate your faith, change your speech. So now that you become a position, you become in the position of power and not weakness. And lastly, let's live for Jesus. And remember the words of Jesus where he says in St. John chapter 10, verse 10, he says the thief comes to steal and kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all of your many blessings. We ask in the name of Jesus that you will help us to turn on the light your light that shines brightly, your light that never dimmers, it's consistent. Help us, oh God, not to be drawn to the darkness. Help us to walk away from those temptations, partying, obsession, validation from people who are unstable in their walk. Help us to realize that without you, we are absolutely nothing and that we need your guidance. We need your wisdom. We need for you, oh God, to protect us from those things that are trying to keep us in the dark. 
Help us to real to realize that with with you we can do all things because you give us the strength to overcome our adversary. Thank you for this this episode, Lord God, entitled Catch a Thief. Because Lord God, we are tired of the enemy taking things from us. We want to take back what the enemy stole from us. And we want to operate in a way where now our light is so, so bright that we won't have any desire for the darkness. We give you praise in advance for what you're going to do in our lives. Please forgive us of all sin. Wash us, cleanse us. Help us to become better men and women. Young boys and young girls become everything that you created created us to be. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And we ask all these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, this is it for today or tonight. The episode entitled Catch a Thief. I'm Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. Please continue to share these episodes with your friends and your family, your co-workers, your church family, whoever it may be. Just hit that share button. Allow for this word, this message of hope. Go literally around the world because of your generosity. If there's anything we can do to help you along your Christian journey, don't hesitate to email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Once again, fulloflifesd sd at gmail.com we love you with the love of christ we will see you next time pray for us as we pray for you and let's continue to do this in jesus name god bless